How you doing? Welcome to the Absolutely Live interview. We are here and ready to start talking to somebody amazing. Uh, we've got tonight the drummer for nationally, nationally acclaimed Rush tribute band. Why, why not? Unbelievable band. I've seen them live in Boca Raton, first show of this most recent tour. They were amazing. You know, I'm not typically somebody that is really into, you know, cover songs or cover bands or, you know, tribute acts, stuff like that. I'm really not. I'm not that kind of person. However, I saw these guys online. My friend Rich told me about them. And I saw them online and I couldn't even believe. How you doing, Victor from Brazil? How you doing, man? I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like, note for note replication of classic rush so in the pantheon of um bands such as rush you know you're talking about progressive bands in the pantheon of progressive bands rush stands atop right so these guys replicate rush in sound like i've never heard any kind of tribute band uh, replicate another band so they're called why why not they're amazing mike hetzel is the drummer for why why not and there were times during the show where I would close my eyes and you would swear that it was the original band there. You would swear that Neil Peart was on drums and it was just, it just took you away to being at a Rush show. I've seen Rush, saw Rush about three or four times and it was unbelievable. So I'm very happy to have Mike on the show. In addition to Rush, he also is in another, I think a, a one or two other um tribute bands one is a sticks tribute band and uh amazing and I'm, i think he's in another one so we're going to ask mike i'm going to ask him to come on hope you guys are doing good um don't forget tomorrow night we've got kamala on the show finally and uh i'm excited to get in into it with mike so i'm going to ask him things about his career and about uh you know everything so let's get mike on here mike. and hope you enjoy the show tonight Hey, Greg. Is. What's Hi. up, man? Hey, Mike. I'm doing really, really well. <laughs> yep. It's good to see you, man. Oh, I'm at home, home right now. I'm in um, Southern California. Um, and it's not it's not super warm awesome. up, but it's nicer than it was on the East Coast last weekend. But uh, yeah, I'm just in, I'm just enjoying oh, yeah. whatever I can with the slightly warmer weather. Very nice. Very nice. Well, um, I don't know if you heard the intro, but uh, I'm very, very happy to have you on the show. Um, I had your, your, uh, compadres, a couple of them on the show. I had, um, <laughs> big, you know, yeah. big Tim on the show and <laughs> big I had, Tim. That's funny. what's that? Big Tim. Oh, he's the best. He's, he's huge, Tim's right? The best. It's a big guy. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, of course nice. we had Patty on the show as well. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I got the, I got uh, the three, the three of you. I haven't gotten, uh, Mr. Alexander yet, but, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm very, very excited uh, to talk to you. Tim's joined us Tim. right now. Hey, Tim. Um, so I'm really excited to to talk to you. Um, I've been going over your, I went over your website, and uh, I'm very interested to know how you um, thought of playing Rush songs. Um, and you know what? In the intro, I made sure to say that you guys replicate Rush like I've never heard any yeah, kind of tribute band replicate anybody. In fact, when I saw you in Boca Raton, I had my eyes closed a couple of times and I was just like, 
I don't believe it. Like, as I've, I've seen Rush a couple of times, three, three times, three or four times. And uh, it was yeah, as, as so if cool. I was on a Rush Thank show. You. So had, had yeah, well, I mean, I we, we all just that. love Rush I mean, like so much. And I mean, for me, I grew up listening yeah. to, I mean, I first got into Rush, I think when I was maybe like about 12 or so. And I've been playing drums for uh -huh. a few years. And like, I was super into like the Beatles and like Aerosmith and bands like that. And so my drum heroes were sort of like Ringo, uh, John yeah. Kramer. Um, and uh, yeah. Rush was really the first music that I ever heard that the drums were sort of like a featured instrument. And so when I first found right. that band, I mean, it was just, you know, the, the, the sun was poking through the clouds a little bit. And it was just sort of like, yeah, man, yeah. like music can be sort of this way too, you know? And uh, so, I mean, exactly. so for me, I just absolutely fell in love with that style. And then that led me to find other bands that were sort of similar and more uh, uh, musically driven, I guess. I mean, all bands are musically driven, but yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot more notes yeah. in like prog music, but. Um, there's a lot more notes, yeah, yeah combined into like a small but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I just uh, fell in love with that music. And yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the same with my, my fellow bandmates and why, why not? And we just, we have so much respect for uh, what Rush has done in the music industry and everything else. And so we just go out there every time we play and we just want to honor things as closely as we can. And, you know, we're all musicians. We all, we've all been playing for our entire lives. So we just, we take that lifetime of experience and try to just replicate uh, a band that we love uh, and we, we do it decently. <laughs> like we, we, we really try. We give it, we give it 110% every day. Come on. Always. And it's, and it's always a blast. You're it's always so much fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, let me tell you, from somebody that's seen you guys, it's 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 amazing. And we had really amazing seats. Uh, my old drummer and I, we were sitting right in the middle, uh, and it was it was a great performance. Um, you. you guys were sensational, honestly. Each one of you was was you know better than the next one. You know what I mean? And that was, and and that that was a that was that. the funky so biscuit. It was, it was incredible. Right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was a funky yeah. biscuit. Yeah, nice. They had a, first they had show a really on the uh, on the tour. Salad over there too. Yeah. yeah, in case you ever want to get that. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they do have really good food. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very excited to hear, um, you know, hear your playing. And it was very, very true to how Neil played. And uh, the other parts, obviously, were very true to that. So, I mean, tell me about how you went about, you know, climbing the hill of playing like Neil, because it is not easy. Like we we're saying before, there's a lot of notes crammed into one thing and then, you know, pivoting back and forth. And just tell me how you do that, Mike, because it, um, it really well, was I mean, I've amazing. been playing music my whole life. I started off when I was about like four or five playing piano because my dad is a, like, a classically trained um, organist and also a jazz pianist. And um, so I kind of grew up with music in the house all the time. And I just naturally gravitated towards the drums because it was like I could play with my dad. He could play piano, I could play drums, and it was really, really cool. And um, so as I was saying, I sort of like got into bands like the Beatles and whatever. And But when I heard, um, I think it was Tom Sawyer, that was like the first Rush song I really got into. And um, like, you know, I could, when I first started playing it, I was like 12 or 13 or whatever, I could, you know, barely do the 16th note hi-hat thing at the beginning. And it was just sort of yeah. like one of those things where I, I loved to push myself and I loved to do things that were outside of my comfort zone. And it was like, yeah, I have to figure out how to do this. I have to like crack the code, solve the puzzle or whatever. And so, you know, I just yeah. like through repetition and just like endless, endless hours of practicing because 
um, I had no other life <laughs> to attest to. But um, yeah, so I just would practice and practice because that became sort of like my, uh, my meditation and everything else. And so I just worked at it and kept working at it and just developed my chops and my technique. And um, it was cool to approach a, Tom, a song like Tom Sawyer because it really did give me a goal to shoot for. Like it was like, okay, if I can play this, yeah. like, you know, I feel like I need to get a couple of other things going on the technique side in order to achieve it. So I just wanna, I wanna be able to get to that point and then just kind of see where that can take me. And um, so I kind of got there. It took a couple of years for sure. Um, but then along that journey, I also discovered um, like, like sticks and drummers like Todd Zuckerman, who is another huge yeah. influence on me. Yeah. And um, he's a guy that uses yeah. a lot more sort of like hybrid stickings and he has, he's like a very rudimental drummer. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started kind of yeah. diving into that world yeah. of things and also like, you know, Dave Weckl, Vinnie Kaliuta, guys like that. Um, but that all sort of oh, lent yeah. itself to being able to play the Rush thing, you know, because they're all the sort of like tools in the Definitely. toolbox. And it's like, okay, nice. So now I'm going to go and yeah. try to learn natural science. But it's like I have these like years of experience now trying to figure out a lot of the Rush tunes or a lot of other weird technique things. And so when you go to figure yeah. out a song that's like, you know, natural science from 2012 or whatever, it's like I had been listening to these songs for years and years, but maybe didn't sit down and try to learn them. But because I had developed my technique yeah. through other things, um, it was just a little bit easier to fall into it. And then I, I would record myself, listen back and then fine tune and be like, okay, this group doesn't quite feel right or this fill, like I have to give it more space and this little bit of it or whatever. And um, so, and that's kind of what I did and just recorded myself, listened back, tweaked, and then, um, yeah, and that was kind of it. And that's how I would do most of my videos. But then of course, when you get to live performance, right. it's a totally different animal because it's like you have to groove with the mm -hmm. band and then lock in mm -hmm. with that. And um, like, I mean, even with Why Why Not, it took definitely a few months before we were really like, you know, firing on all cylinders when we first started playing together. But like yeah. now we've done it so much. It's just like, you know, it's like an old shoe. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when you, when you lock in with Tim, I mean, how does, that, how does that feel for you? Like when you're on stage, I know that I've been in bands in my life yeah. and you know, there's nothing like being on stage, you know, um, and the energy of the crowd. And, and it's just, you know, you know, you know, you're just in it and it's amazing. Like how about with Tim, um, you know, a virtuoso bass player, um, how does it feel being on stage with Tim and, and oh, locking with him? Well, just I mean, like, it's great because like I try to get all of the details down and Tim completely has all the details down with all of the music, all of the songs. So yeah. like, you know, when we play a song like Free Will or whatever, everything we're doing is like interlocked or inter intertwined with each other. And it's like, yeah. you know, and we've learned to play together, I think extremely well over the last couple of years. And it's just, we yeah. have this great chemistry and he always hits my splash symbol which I'm not sure how I feel about that, but he always comes over and hits my splash zone. Always, <laughs> at least five times a day. Yes, he does. <laughs> and then of course with Billy, um, how does it feel working with another virtuoso performer? Well, I mean, it, that, I mean the whole feel? band, it's, it's such a pleasure to play with guys of, at that level because it's like, and I always, I want to yeah. surround myself with people that are sort of like that next step up above where I am at. And that's completely, that's why why not yeah. you know and it's like and i mean really yeah. any of the bands i'm in and i'm always usually playing with older guys that have been playing way longer than i have um, uh -huh. even though even though i've been playing yeah. for like 25 yeah. years or something 
stupid book that that makes me feel so old. I just I just yeah. turned I just yeah I just turned thirty one by the way. And it's like oh my god, thirty one. It's horrible. <laughs> But thank That's you. Amazing. But um, yeah, so I just, I, I always no just try to surround myself with people that I can learn from. And I, I just, I love immersing yeah. myself in that particular world. And again, like with Billy, he's such just an all yeah. around, you know, well-rounded musician. And it's just like when he plays a song or whatever, it's like, yeah, like that feels great. And I'm gonna just lock in with it. And um, just over the yeah. past couple of years, it's like, I feel like my playing definitely has elevated just from hanging with those guys and playing with of those course. guys with such great feel. Of course. So, Mike, you well, have been in the band for how long? I started, uh, like, I mean, I've been working with them since the very, very beginning of 2020, which was right before um, the COVID wow, thing okay. started, like, officially. But my first gig with them yep. wasn't until, um, I think it was, like, the end of August of 2021. So we had like a good year and a half of like, we had gigs booked and shows and everything. And it just never happened because everything kept getting postponed yeah. because of the pandemic. But um, like, I mean, we recorded the yeah. entire Light and Shade album actually in that sort of interim period. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I guess to answer your question, I've been wow. in the band since the beginning of 2020, but like we, we didn't actually play until like uh -huh. halfway through 2021. Did you play like on uh, like say Instagram like you guys just got together on there and then kind of played that way? Well, we never you did know, it. Um, we never did it live because um, I, I don't think the the technology isn't uh -huh. quite there yet to yeah. do that, unfortunately. But you know, we uh -huh. did a lot of we did like I think four yeah. or five of the split screen covers with the like I know we did we did Fly by Night, okay, we yeah, did Natural um, Science, and then we did a couple of originals. I know we did Chemical Burn, we did To Come Back Home, and Hourglass. I think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Th let me tell you something. Those songs, uh, be, you know, I'm going to tell the people that are watching, Why Why Not is not only a, a Rush, um, I'm going to say tribute band, but I, I hate using that term. But um, I don't know. Anyway, but they have their own albums as well, which are stellar. I mean, the musicianship on those albums is, is absolutely incredible. Um, Light and Shade, like you just made reference to, is the one that you're on. And I only, Mike, I, I apologize. I'm going to tell you in person. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. I thought you were on the other it, one prior to that resonance. No, no, no. They're, all, you were, they're, all, they're all songs that I play. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I've, I've owned them at, by yeah. this point. I mean, I've been playing them yeah. for two years or whatever. All right. Yeah. You know, another solid album. But, you know, the one that you're on, Thank very, you. very, very, very good. Um, technically amazing. And... Um, you know, it's got a different feel from Resonance, I, I think, um, without a doubt. I think it, I think, you know, doesn't yeah, Billy yeah, write writes all most or all yep. of your originals? Okay. It seems to me like um, it's more, you know, I think the mo light and shade mm -hmm. for me is more melodic and more, uh, it's not really, you know, balls to the wall, right, uh, yeah. rushish, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like Resonance. And no one prior, but but light and shade is is more melodic. It's it's a little yeah. bit of a smaller well, feel, right? I mean, I would absolutely agree. Um, yeah, the first two albums are definitely more of like in the rush vein, absolutely. And yeah, the third Impressive. album is really yeah. cool though because I feel yeah. like it's sort of um, it's like our evolution as a band, and it's like we're sort of in our own exactly. little realm yep. of existence with light and shade, and it's so cool. And exactly. I, I just I, I love so many songs on that album and you know we we get to play them occasionally <laughs> at shows which is really fun but um yeah it's always great uh -huh. when we get to play one of those tracks 
and I know we've, we've done like um, uh, Burning Bridge, we've done um, the little, we've done a little intro snippet yep. of Wire and Wood, and we've done Mask and Living Proof, and oh. I think that's it. But yeah, lots of good songs on there for sure. I'm pretty sure that Burning Bridge was on, yeah, uh, probably. on the show that I went and saw mm -hmm. in uh, Boca Raton, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But there were some other, I think you threw a couple of other originals, probably the one, I don't know them all by name and I apologize, but um, probably the ones that you mentioned. But yeah, there yeah. Were, I think there were like three, three or so, maybe more than that. But um, really, really solid, man. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't like, I can't uh, get more enthusiastic about it because I really, really love it, you know? No problem at all. So let's pivot from Why Why Not. You're also in a Sticks tribute band. And another band, another amazing band, like what's it like in that band as opposed well, to I mean, the Why Why Not? Music, again, it's a band that I kind of grew up listening to and loving. And um, again, like I was saying, um, Todd Zuckerman, who's the drummer in Sticks, huge influence on me. Yeah. So it's sort of like the best of both worlds getting to play in both of those bands, like the Rush thing and the Sticks mm -hmm. thing. But um, yeah. yeah, I first got involved yeah. with that particular group of guys in maybe like 2015. Uh, when I was living back in California the first time when I was going to school out at Musicians Institute in Hollywood. And um, we just, we, uh, Jim, who's the singer, he sort of hit me and a few of my friends up who actually had like a, just a California-based Sticks tribute band. And we were all just young kids playing Sticks music, which yeah. was really fun and cool and stuff. But yeah, he kind of That's like found cool. us yeah. because he was based on the East Coast in New York and he wanted to do some like West Coast casino type shows. And he was like, yeah, but I'd love to have like a band that was sort of like West Coast centric. So um, he hit up uh, me and my friends and like we did some shows with him and that sort of started that connection, that whole road with Jim. And then, um, yeah, we started, and then we had a couple of years where we didn't really do much, but now this last year or two, um, yeah, we've been back at it like pretty full on with like, we've done a lot of cruises on, uh, with Royal Caribbean and we get to go and be like featured performers awesome. on their ships and we'll do like a one or two week contract at a time. And like, it's the coolest gig in the world, you know? Wow. And like, you yeah. know, we just got finished playing. Yeah. The, we just did a thing at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City last week, Saturday. And like, that was a blast. So yeah, I mean, I just, I love being able to have both and like, you know, and neither band plays like constantly. So it's really cool that I'm able to sort of balance it yeah. for right now, you know? Yeah. Do you have other bands that you're in or do you have like another job or is this like your full-time? Well, game? I mean, right like, now what, what, what it's is it? just those two bands. And then I also do a lot of studio production work. So yeah, I do like mixing and mastering, oh, right. yep. mostly yep. like post-production yep. stuff. Um, I have done plenty yep. of studio engineering, okay. like hands-on recording. Like I've done that, I did that for years, but now yep. it's more of just like remotely recorded projects. And then I'll just get sent the multi-track of like an entire album and then I'll mix it and, you know, mm. or I'll have do mastering or just, so that's sort of my other, um, my other uh, income revenue, my other uh, thing to take up some of my time, occupy my free space in my mind. But um, yeah, yeah, so it's a lot of fun though, but it's all music all the time. And I just, it's yeah. like, the, it's the life I dreamed of having and yeah. I, I'm working very hard to keep it going. <laughs> you know that's amazing that's really awesome you know most people a lot of people don't get to live their dreams but it's really exciting that you are living yeah, yours it's, you know what if you were to choose to if you were to choose between music on the road and mixing and mastering 
I mean, I just, I, I love live performance. I mean, absolutely. And I, I just love the, and like the studio perfection is great because I can totally be that like perfectionistic yeah. OCD crazy person a lot of the time. But I just, I love the, <laughs> the spontaneity of going into a live situation and like whatever happens, happens. And it's like, you know, most of the time it turns out yeah. pretty great, even though it's not always what we expected. But it's just, it's always so much more fun to go into a situation with your mind open. And like, I mean, and you can, that can happen in the studio also, but like just going out and kind of like hanging with a group of dudes that you really enjoy spending time with and just like the camaraderie of yep. being on the road together and traveling together and then going and playing the shows. And like, I mean, that's the thing that I definitely enjoy the most about what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the camaraderie um, aspect of it. Um, I've been a singer who okay. replaced the original singer. And so I get that. I get how it feels being the new guy. Um, so in Why Why Not, you had Rocky right. as the original singer. Now you have Patty. So if you were to, I'm not going to say choose because that's silly. But how does it, how does the band differ uh, prior to and now the current version of I mean, it's Why just, Why Not? They're the two, those two singers are very different people. Um, but, and they both had great qualities. And it's like, it was definitely a different vibe yeah. with the last singer and different vibe with Patty. But like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it was always just really good. Like it was always a great hang. And like, you know, <laughs> Patty, Patty yeah. seems to, Patty and Tim go at it a little bit more, but like in a fun loving way. But like, you know, Patty can like dish it back out to Tim yeah. um, in a really, really fun, entertaining way. So it's like, you know, it's, it's great yeah. to just hang with those people. But like, yeah, I mean, everybody was really fun to work with when things were going well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really good experience. And we all just want to go in and do this and make music and play because it's what we've spent our lives learning how to do. So it's like, of course, it's going to be like, all right. And we all just sort of, it, it's like, you know, if you breathe, breathe a little bit of love into anything, it's, it's gonna be okay. And that's kind of how we approach it. It's like, we just wanna go out and have a really good time. And like, there's always sort of, if, if there needs to be a compromise made in any way, it's like, we're willing to do it. We're willing to figure out if there's any issues or problems or whatever. And just like any relationship, but it's like, we all know why we're here and we all want to be there. So it's like, any sort of roadblocks in the way or any bumps along the way, it's like, it's, it's, petty little things that don't matter. And it's like, yeah, we just need to push forward because we all have a common goal, which is really, really cool to be in a band like that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and being in a band is like that. It's like exactly. a little family, yeah. you know, and you have your little uh, arguments here and there, but it's all about the music. It's all about making, making the right choices, you know, for the band. And it's all about the collective rather than, you know, the, the singular people. Um, when I, I interviewed, um, Patty mm -hmm. and it was a, it was a fun interview uh it was very comfortable for me um and I I think for her as well because she was happy at the end of it but um she was very she's very very uh I don't know what the word is but I'm gonna say for lack of a better word um like oh, a yeah. spunky free-spirited oh. kind of yeah. feel that I got and mm -hmm. you could see that on stage also which yeah. is which is pretty awesome that it came across like that um and Tim also uh, fun, a fun person seems like um, could be serious at times, but man, I'll tell you what, he, you guys left it out on stage when, when you guys played live Thanks, and, uh, yeah. you know, I love sure. that kind of thing. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Um, also wanted to ask you about 
when you, how did you start with mixing and, and mastering well, and engineering? I mean, how did that even start for you? Did you go to school for this? I mean, you mentioned you met, you, you know, you went to school, but was it for well, that or had you been involved in that prior to primarily for just like performance, for drum performance. And that's, that's really yeah. all I studied when I was in school. But the, um, the audio engineering side of things actually kind of came about because my dad would always be involved with like wedding and party bands in back in Milwaukee, where I'm yeah. originally from. And um, they would always have yeah. their gigs and whatever. And like, he usually be gone on the weekends. But like when I became old enough to like go with him, like I always would go with him to shows. And this would maybe be starting when I was like, I don't even know, maybe nine years old, eight or nine years old. And like, they would just have yeah. a little setup with their band or whatever. And they'd always have just like a PA on a stick sort of sound system but like i always ended yeah. up being the person that was like oh yeah the, like his vocal is too quiet and like the guitar needs to be louder and like whatever so i'd be like this little <laughs> kid running around like you know my little like you know vest and white button down shirt that the band got for me so i'd match with everybody else <laughs> and like i'd run back and forth and i'd be like oh yeah yeah turn up the piano and all this and i was doing that thinking you know being trained to kind of think like an audio engineer when i was like eight or nine years old and then the more we started, yeah. the more those bands started playing and the more involved with other music my dad got, we actually kind of evolved our, um, our live sound setup until we ended up getting like a pretty large yeah. sort of like festival sized system. And that's basically what I did nice. as like my job all throughout like my teenage years and like in high school and whatever. And I would nice. just go out and run live sound. Um, so I love doing that. And then we started getting into studio stuff. Like we got, I think like Cubase or something in like 2004, 2005. Mm -hmm. And we bought our first audio interface and mm -hmm. we started recording and I started learning how to record. And it's like, oh yeah, it's kind of the same thing as like the live sound thing, except it's just in the studio. And like, you know, it's the same thing with the mixing and the levels and all that. And um, I started getting way yeah. into that in a really big way. And I took actually, I took a few classes um, through Berkeley online with mixing and mastering. And I sort of like learned a lot of the like the automation things and like just that whole world. And um, yeah, I started, I did my first like big full length album project maybe in like 2010, I wanna say. And um, that was, that kind of got the ball rolling with that. And then I've just been doing usually like about uh, two to three projects a year at least when I was younger. And now it's like, you know, probably every month or two, I'll get some sort of big project to work on. And it's just, it's, it's so cool. And it's something that I can also do sort of while we're traveling. Like if I have to like, like you know, piece together yeah. like, a, like or prep a mix or something or cut apart a drum track or something or whatever, I can do it when I'm sitting in a hotel room. I don't need to be at, at my studio rig. So yeah. it's just a really good uh, way to fill up the empty hours of the day also. And I really enjoy doing it. Good, awesome. I was reading on your website also about your YouTube channel, um, and you started yeah, that. That was a while like, ago, yeah. Right? I think I put up my very first video in like 2010. I want to say like the beginning of 2010, and it was actually a six video, and um, it was really interesting actually because um, I put it was a song called "One with Everything," and I put that video up, and like a couple months later, I actually got a, a Facebook message from Todd Zuckerman. And he was just like, cause I'm, you know, I'm just like this no young, way. like 17 year old kid playing this like kind of difficult stick song. Yeah. And he just sent yeah. me a message like, Hey man, like I'm, I'm really like flattered that you, 
you know, learned all my parts and everything. And like, it was like, wow, that's the coolest Crazy. thing. And, um, you know, so that, that was one of those moments where it was like, wow, like I, I'm getting some, like somebody like that noticed me. And it was like, I, I, I feel like yeah. I could kind of do uh, this, you know, and like pursue this a little bit more. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I just started making yeah. more and more videos. And like, I did a lot more sticks things. I did a lot of rush things. I did like a, like a, like, I think I did the dance of eternity by dream theater just to be like, look at me. I can play like a million times. Wow. But, um, <laughs> no, that's a fun. That's song. not easy, man. But, um, so I did all these videos oh, yeah. and that's actually how all of the bands that I'm in right now kind of found me because like, because yeah, Billy, because no, like Billy and Tim, they found so me because of my YouTube videos with the Rush songs, and same thing with this, same thing with the Sticks band. I wow. mean, they found me because I was doing like Sticks covers, and they're like, "Yeah, sounds really good. Let's get them yeah. over and let's jam and see what it's like." So that, yeah, absolutely. Did you um, when you guys first uh, got together, um, like like physically together? I know you touched on it before, but like, were you, like how did that how did that work out for you? Um, well, were you living in LA? Um, or, well, you're talking sorry, about California? the not? Yeah, yeah. So yes, um, basically, we had worked together for like a year, year and a half with a studio projects. And then well, yeah, we decided we, finally, like, yeah. you know, we probably because we had this gig lined up for like the end of August. And we all decided like, you know what, let's fly Mike out yeah. to California. And let's all like meet and just sort of hang and see what the, what the vibe is. And so we all met officially, yep. like I met the band in June of that year. And we, I flew to California yep. and just kind of stayed in Orange County. And um, yeah, we had, I think we did two days of rehearsals. And that was the first time I ever played with them. And like, yeah, it was just, it was great. Yeah, I forget what the rehearsal studio was, but it was just, it was a place in Orange County. I think it was like, in, it was like in Westminster or something. But um, yeah. <laughs> do you... Um... Do you yeah. live near? Yeah, like, in California, too, right? Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. Holy cow! Yeah, and then in, Tim is over in, in yeah, Jersey, in right? In Nashville. Yeah. Nashville, that's right. Yeah, like I think she just moved to Nashville not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. When we did our interview, I think she was like, I think that weekend she okay. had moved or something yeah. like that. That's pretty crazy, man. So when you um, when you were like thinking about um, mm -hmm. doing your your YouTube channel. I just want to hit back on that. Did you go into it thinking to yourself, ah, you know what, I'm just going to throw some videos up just for fun for myself. Did you even think in your wildest dreams that bands would actually contact I mean, you? Working bands would actually it, contact Yeah, it was you? completely just at random. Because, like, you know, it was one of those things where I actually, I was playing in um, a, a local cover band in Milwaukee that was playing a lot of this material. Um, but like, you know, the idea yeah. of just taking a video and putting it up online and like getting way more people to see it, it was like, yeah, that, that'd be really fun to do and yeah. just try because, you know, you see so many people with the viral videos and all that. And I, I never quite got there, yeah. but it was a lot of fun to do and a lot of fun to make and such a great learning process and learning experience for that whole, that, the whole journey of making the videos. But um, no, I never imagined that like I was going to actually get work from making the videos. I just did it because you know I thought it was fun. I thought it would yeah. be sort of like a fun challenge to do. And um, but yeah, the fact that I did get work from it was like I mean I I'm still kind of shocked because <laughs> like I mean, but it's the coolest thing. It's crazy, right? Yeah, 
Um, there's somebody on here who says, delay is bad. You're talking over one another. You know, it's so weird because this has been happening for weeks and weeks and weeks on uh, Instagram. They used to be fine, but I don't know what's going on with it. So, guys, I'm so sorry about the delay. There's really nothing that I can do about it. Um, it is it is affecting these videos. Like when I when I repost them, you'll see like if you watch if you watch it, yeah, you'll see like I'll ask you a question, you'll answer, then I'll start talking on you know on top. It's terrible. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out because somebody had brought it brought it up to me there. Um, so after the um, in, in I'm reading something about 1999. Oh, you had a, you yeah. had a drum competition, <laughs> and then. Yeah, and then you started taking uh, private that's lessons correct. from Bob Lapka. Yeah. Deep diver. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, how did that? Well, I mean, how was it that? was it was just like a local drum contest thing, and um, it basically I got it was I think my dad just heard about it somewhere, and they oh yeah, like let's have little Mikey yeah. go and play in the drum competition, and yeah, it was called Thunder and Drums, <laughs> and um, and I mean it was just. It was a really cool chance for me to go out somewhere and actually like play on the stage. And I mean, when I did that, I think I was like eight years old, you know, and they had it. So it was wow. like, um, it was like age determined. So they had like me in like a category with other people yeah. that were eight years old or whatever. And then they had a couple of older people. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really cool experience. And I went in and I had been working with this teacher, Bob for like, you know, maybe six months before. And we sort of worked up a little solo and it was actually very, um, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but it was very kind of compositional in the way that Neil would write a drum part. But like we had sort of like a structure to it yep. and there was like, okay, I'm gonna play this melodic phrase here. And um, I ended up getting second place in the competition when I was eight. So that was really cool. But um, yeah, but it was, it was just, it was a fantastic experience. And yeah, I worked with that teacher for, I think, maybe like a couple of years. And then I moved on to a different teacher. And um, it, and then I kind of stopped lessons for a minute because I was like very into the YouTube thing and like just kind of learning from watching things mm -hmm. like that. And, um, but yeah, then I, yeah. the next school I really had for music was when I moved out to California to do the, like, you know, the college thing, which was fantastic. And yeah. it's such a great time with so many cool people out there. That's awesome. Do you, do you have you ever played like in bands or any kind of, um, you know, any gigs, um, any people that you graduated so much with? anymore. It was mostly when I was I going really. to school. I was probably in like four or five different bands while I was going to school. And I mean, there was, there were probably more yeah. than that, but those are the ones that kind of actively played. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just, a, I, I just, when I was living out here the first time, you know, it was like, I was living off of basically um, like not, not scholarship money, but like, uh, there were all like the plus loans and whatever else, like the, the, the federal funding. Like, I mean, that was sort of how I yep. was able to afford to be out here to do that. So it was like, I'm just going to take as many gigs and as many opportunities as I possibly can and just play with as many people as sure. I can. Sure. And so that, that was sort of my college experience. So going to school was one part of it, but also like all of the additional, like the juries that I would play on and, um, like all the different bands I was a part of. It was like, I just wanted to do as much as I possibly could. And like, you know, I basically didn't sleep for like five years, but, um, or four years, but um, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And then when I finished with school, I uh, moved back home actually to sort of um, really pursue the studio thing in a big way. And I sort of like kind of established that a little bit more. And then I was home for five years um, and then, you know, COVID happened, whatever. But 
it was like, you know, I think it's just about time for me to get back to California. So I moved back here six months ago. And um, yeah, it's just, I, I just love awesome. being back. And I'm kind of, I'm near all my old friends again. And like we've linked up and it's been, it, it's just been a really, really Good. nice being back here. Awesome. That's awesome to hear that. Do you, um, do you guys have any kind of thoughts or preparations about going in and recording anything else with Wild Wild Well, Wild I mean, I think at this point, because we've released three albums already, and I think, and I know now Billy, yep. Billy is currently working on a, like a solo record of just his own stuff. Um, and I think at this point, yep. we're just sort of focusing on just like booking more shows. We're going to do, um, I think, we haven't really announced too many shows for the rest of this year, but I think like summertime and like fall, it's going to be pretty busy for us. And that's sort of our main focus for right now. Yeah. But I mean, like maybe next year, I think it's a very definite possibility that there will be some form of new music, which would be great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right awesome. just kind of yeah, that'll be awesome. in the playing and all that, just sort of riding the wave. Yeah. Oh, I see your yeah. uh, Bubba Bass oh shirt. How did that go? Oh. How was it? Tell me about that. Well, first off, it was, it was such an honor to be able to be a part of that, obviously, because like, you know, we're all such, I'm sure uh, we have such respect for Neil and everything he contributed to music and drumming and whatever. And yeah, just to be able to have the opportunity to be a part of that with so, some of like Neil's closest music friends and just like to, to make that happen and just, and to coordinate it. I mean, like, I'm sure Tim could probably tell you more about this than I could. But it's one of those things where I think yep. he and um, Michael Mosbach had the idea to do this because um, we had a show booked at the Keswick Theater on the anniversary of Neil's passing. And like, I think Michael and Tim yep. started talking like, well, let's do some sort of like, like a tribute show or whatever. And um, I think it was like within a half hour, they had contacted everybody that we wanted to play at it. And they all got back and said, absolutely. Wow. Like, yes, we absolutely are gonna be there. That's and so, um, awesome. so it was like the easiest yeah. thing to put together from that aspect. And I know like they had a lot of other production sort of nightmare headache things to actually make it come to life. But, um, but yeah, it was, just, it was such oh, a cool sure. day. And I mean, it was just, it was surreal to watch some of these drummers who I've watched for years and years to be up there playing like on, on yeah. my drum kit, you know, and like they're like, like they're doing Crazy, all the rush right? stuff. And I mean, it was, it was just mind blowingly cool. And I mean, like Mike Portnoy playing on your own drum set. How how was that? Yeah, I mean, I've been watching I've been watching that guy play since I was like you know seventeen years old or sixteen years old or something. Oh, and um, I mean, it was just it was again it was just very surreal to have all of that happen. But I mean, yeah. like they're all such cool guys. They're just like nice down to earth dudes, you know. And um, yeah, it was just, mm -hmm. it, just yeah. it was such a cool experience to be able to take part in that. Like absolutely, that's crazy. Wasn't yeah, yeah, uh, Frankie yeah, Bellow there? Play, I got to play Tom Sawyer with him. Oh, Frankie Bellow! <laughs> oh, it was great, and he, he's was so that, much man? fun. Like he, he's like oh, the nicest guy. But like I mean, you know, he's up there like doing like the, yeah. the headband Frank Bellow thing, like the Tom Sawyer. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, man, yeah, like yeah. this is this is pretty this is pretty neat. That's yeah. really cool that you got to do that. Um, not many people get to. Uh, play with their heroes you know what yeah. i mean and, and to have you do that that had to have been like one of those moments in life yeah. like wow i can't believe <laughs> and it was like it was just and well also we that's did, so crazy um, we played losing it with we had jonathan dicklidge play violin which was like i mean and we 
before that weekend, we had never played that song before. So it's like, and it's a weird song. It's like really? in five, like five four, and the middle sections in like eleven eight or something. And like, I mean, wow. it's a weird song. So it's like, okay, yeah, don't mess bizarre. it up. Don't mess it up. But like, it, it turned out okay, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, it was just it, yeah. so many interesting kind of surprising things happened that night. And like, I mean, we were able to, I think we raised like $50,000 for Cedar sinai And I mean, like everybody that That's came awesome. out, it was, there was just, there was so much love in that room. And I mean, it was just the coolest thing. Good. And now I have like, now I have like five t-shirts How to remember the, the, the night also. So I have a t-shirt for everybody. Oh, nice. I'll buy <laughs> I went from you because I want one. I forgot to buy one. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask, how did the, how was it received from the audience? I mean, how was the audience oh, participation? Yeah, it was, was, it was amazing. The greatest show, and I mean, yeah, it was just Good. it was it was electric to be in that room, absolutely. And I got and I was lucky enough to yeah. be able to just stand side stage and watch the whole thing when I wasn't playing. But I mean, like it was just it was the best thing. And I think we're we're possibly talking about planning another one of these, um, like in, in like the not too distant nice. future. So um, yeah, but just, you know, stay tuned for all that awesome. information. Yeah, I wonder if they would put like some kind of a DVD or something, to, no, or like, a, you know, just put it on YouTube. Well, we so have, is it on I think YouTube we've or posted no? like yeah. five or six of the songs so far, and but there's not really any plan to okay. do like an official release of it. Um, I think mostly because of like uh -huh. um, like copyright issue, or we'd have to get licensing from Rush to uh -huh. do a lot of the Rush yeah. songs and whatever. Yeah. And it's just like we'd rather just put up the songs on like our Facebook and on YouTube and let the fans enjoy those clips. But like, yeah, I don't think there's really um, there, there's yeah. not really a plan to do like a like a formal release of it, unfortunately. But that, yeah. Interestingly, I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, since I was in bands before, um, do you know you you probably know that whenever you're playing live, you don't you don't have to get the permission of the band. However, if you're going right. to release it, exactly, and it would be something that like you know, yeah. And as long as we're doing it for free and just sort of like on on a fan basis, it's yeah. totally cool. Yeah. But yeah, we we couldn't yeah. do like a formal thing and like because yeah. the idea would be to probably like have it for sale and then we could have a, a portion of it go to the. Right. the right charity or whatever but like it's just like plus not to mention yeah. it's like it's uh, it's a bit of work to throw that all together and all that and you know we, we just think um sort of the social media format of just like having the, the clips of things and the shorter clips of things out there for people to digest that's pro that's more of our brand anyway i think so right but yeah it was just it was such a cool yeah. event and the videos that are out there they're fantastic cool. so if any of you out there haven't seen yeah. them go check them out for sure. They're very good. Oh, yeah. Um, th this person, James, I guess, uh, I heard the possibility of a remix of songs with Patty on vocals. I actually had heard that, too. Well, um, so do you far, know if there's any truth done, to that? We actually have re-recorded, like, I think, two songs. And um, I think they're available through our Patreon. So if any of you, and so it's just ah, okay. it was sort of like a special Patreon deal. So um, if any of you are interested in that, go check out ah. our Patreon and sign up for our Patreon. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, but for now, I think that's all we've done. And I'm not quite sure what the future holds. Uh -huh. we're probably We're probably going to be focusing more on like new material rather than like old stuff. But I'm not quite sure what the plan is yeah. for that. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's exciting because, um, you know, the band is a powerhouse, you know, as a unit. Uh, obviously, each individual person is a powerhouse. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And um, 
to, to be on the Patreon. Yeah, I mean, if you could go ahead and just tell people that are watching, or the people that are going to watch it, because I'm going to post it after we're done, um, you know, how they can get the music, how they can go to the site, what sure, sites yeah. to go well, to, things well, like we that. We have a website, whywhynotband.com. But um, primarily, we're on, like, we're on Facebook. That's our main sort of, like, that's our bread and butter, really. It's, so we have our Facebook page. We have the Why Why Not Fan page on Facebook. And, like, we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, Facebook's probably the best place to find all of the information. And I think, yeah, on our website, we have all of the albums for sale. And, like, we're on Spotify. Um, I think we have, like, a Bandcamp account or like that thing so um but yeah like i mean just go to the facebook and you'll be um directed everywhere you would like to go probably <laughs> cool uh somebody right here just says waiting for an all an all why why not show <laughs> well i've got three of the four <laughs> i haven't been able to contact well I've, i contacted billy but maybe he's too busy or whatever he just don't want to do something but i would love to have billy on the show also yeah maybe, man that'd be maybe great. we can get you all together that'd be fun <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. So if you have any pull with Billy, please tell him, listen to him. My message is right. yes. respond to him. Black hole shall not be black hole any longer. Yes. Know. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No longer. All right, Mike. Well, I'm not going to uh, take any more of your time. I Listen, man, you're awesome. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for talking about everything that you've been doing. And, um, you know, do you want to say um, anything else before you go? Not really, but yeah. Uh, yeah, check out Greg's show, though. It's really cool. Great host. And yeah, Billy, you should hey, go on thanks. the show <laughs> if you're watching. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. And I appreciate all you guys watching. Thank you so, so much. I um, appreciate you and Patty and Billy and Tim and Why Why Not. Um, Thank you. I'm just, I'm a big fan. I really am. You're welcome, man. And I hope you have a really great night. Have a great weekend. And Absolutely. I hope to see yeah. Why Why Not again soon. All right. Well, yeah, see you on right. the road. Take Take care, buddy. All right. Sounds good. See you, man. Good. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hang on and okay, cool. talk to these I'll, folks real quick. Cool. And then All right. Right. Bye. <laughs> I'll see you, Mike. Thanks. Well, there you go. Mike Hetzel from Why Why Not? Awesome, awesome band. You gotta go see them. If you're if they're in your city, go to uh, I believe it's Why Why Not Band or WhyWhyNot.com. Please check it out. Go to MikeHetzel.net. That's Mike's website. And he's got all the information as well about him and why we're not as well. So um, I thank you guys very much for hanging out with us tonight. Tomorrow, if you're interested in the show, uh, I have Kamala. These are a Brazilian heavy metal band. They're amazing. And um, please check out that show. They're, they're awesome. So I'm going to be talking with um, Bella, who Isabella, who's the drummer, and Raphael, who is the creator of the band. He's the vocalist and guitar player. Uh, thanks, Victor. I appreciate it, man. Hey, you're, I think you're in Brazil. J check it out tomorrow um, and watch uh, Kamala. You probably know who Kamala is. I know that they're pretty big in Brazil. So anyway, um, yep, see you tomorrow, Victor. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks very much, James. Check out uh, more of our shows. We've also got Speed of Light coming up. Uh, amazing band. We've also got Bevan, who is a solo artist. She's amazing. So check us out. Hang, hang out with us. Um, go ahead and ask your friends to like our page and then follow us as well, okay? Thank you very much. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I appreciate you hanging out with me right here on the Absolutely Live interview. I'm Greg. Take care. Have a great weekend.